0: What is going on, everyone? It is the commissioner here. We have a great, awesome episode, an absolutely legendary episode with a brand new guest on the show, a man who has seen it all in terms of Houston Rockets sports, especially the 1994 and 95 championships, a man who's been there, been a a friend, a mentor To the GM and myself, it is an honor and a pleasure to have him on the show uh, in this most recent episode. We discuss everything uh, from each era, including the Larry Bird, Magic Johnson era when he was growing, when he was just a kid. We even go deeper into his most favorite player in NBA history, and that is Michael Jordan, especially in the 90s. And you can't talk about the 90s, without talking about the Houston Rockets and their two championships. And of course, we're also going to be talking about the age-old question, would Hakeem Olajuwon's uh, Houston Rockets beat Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls? We dive into that as well as the unending Kobe Bryant comparisons and why our special guest is not a huge fan of Kobe Bryant. We also discussed the James Harden era of the Houston Rockets before we obviously traded him away and what his thoughts were of James Harden as a player, a playmaker, and his championship DNA and if he thinks that he ever had any in the first place. And of course, we're going to end the episode on a game. We're going to be playing an awesome game with... Uh, my guest, and the GM as well. It's going to be a great, fantastic episode. Honestly, one of our favorites, hands down. It is a discussion. It is a dive. It is a master class on 90s basketball, especially if you are a fan of the Houston Rockets in that era with Hakeem, with a Clyde Drexler, with a Kenny Smith. And of course, if you yourself are a fan of Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, if you watched The Last Dance, this is definitely and most absolutely a masterclass of someone who not only grew up to watch this er- that iteration, that golden era of basketball, but someone who studied it, who lived it, who breathed it. Someone who can give, you know, someone like me and the GM answers to these age-old questions that have always been chirping at us, 90s versus now, now era of basketball, and whether or not we are in a golden age as of this moment, or was the 90s and early 2000s truly the golden age of basketball, all those questions will be answered today in this episode, so sit back, relax, get your old 90s mindset going, also Get your thinking cap on with the 90s era and the late 2000s era with James Harden because we are going to study the past, the present, as well as the future here at the Summit State of Mind. Last of all. At times I feel old like I'm going out of style, so I turn down the music on my FM dial. I beg of you to come and listen for a while and look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child. This is my
1: chance. What is to
0: going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State Chased of Mind, podcast the podcast of Dream shakes, and the Stepbacks and everything Houston Rockets. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. Of course, with me is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin,
2: currently wearing a Rockets jersey. How's it going? You already know. I'm uh, driving in lane, a lane, gliding doctor, through the dip. air like you're my you're boy Clyde. Fly
1: me, my except
2: I don't do that in real life. No, you don't fly.
1: <laughs>
2: I can't even rebound. God, I'm just. I'm just not. It's not my. It's not my game. You know? No, it's not. It's it never, has it never has been. Never has been. Re, I rep. I rep the others. I live vicariously through them.
0: <laughs> right. 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 Awesome, awesome, and you know, this is the second time ever we are on Zoom doing an episode because we have another guest on the show, a brand new guest on the show, brand new to the brand new to our uh, podcast listeners. Long time for us because we've known him all of our life.
1: Oh, let's not make let's not make me <laughs> like super old now. He no, just said, never. Hey, I've known never. him for a while
0: oh no you know if anything people could think you're the same age as us for all we know
1: thank you thank you, you, know there, you know. there you go See, no, no one will know well, you yeah, know what, no one will know
0: let's let's introduce him properly you know when we were when we were kids he was the you know he was the one that gave us all the lessons in terms of basketball l- a lot of lessons in life uh hunting in the jorks, shoe games shoe games nonstop. Jersey collecting got me my first Jordan jersey in 2004. I remember vividly, rookie year home jersey. I (laughs) get that extra large, extra large just for me. Mm -hmm. Introducing for the first time ever, nicknamed the Coach, Vincent Koo. Vincent, how's it going, man? How you feeling today?
1: What's going on? I have a special guest to Yes, introduce. Hear him in in between. He's our newest member. Yes. He goes by his uh, his nickname. Goes by Kuda. Yes. Charlie.
0: Charlie. Can I? Can
1: Charlie. I... Hey, Charlie.
0: Do I have a? Do I have your? Do I have your permission to give him a nickname? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm gonna call him Rook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the rookie. You, I just bought him. Hit um. And this is a surprise for the other two. I just bought him some uh, a basketball goal, a little Nerf basketball goal. So I'm going to put it together, and I'm going to put it right in his crib. <laughs> hey. I'm going to start him early. He's only four He's, he's <laughs> got that. I'm going to try to make him ambidextrous. He's right-handed. I'm going to make him like LeBron where he shoots with his left. But he's hey. he, or LeBron writes with his left and then shoots with his right. I'm gonna, he's going to be other, other way. You future,
0: future NBA star. That's right.
1: That's right. Charles, ambidextrous
0: Charles. That's right. For maybe for maybe for a future Las Vegas expansion team. Hopefully um, the there you
1: go. There, there you go. go.
0: I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it. So, <laughs> Vincent, tell tell the people where where you at right? Where you at right now? Like like so you're not so you're from Houston, right? You're fr- you, yes. you came from here obviously because you were with us. You were with us. Uh,
1: Long time Houstonian, yep.
0: Long time Houstonian all your Grew life. There. So-
1: I think I, I came to Houston when I was like five, about yeah, five or six, stayed there, lot lived. Um now I currently reside in the great city of Las Vegas. Ooh,
2: Yo man
1: so, it's in city. That's right, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So how, how uh is it over there? Oh, it's um it's different. Yeah, less humid <laughs> more sun uh no well, that's about it and more more mountains as you i don't know if uh most people you can't think,
2: tell based on your background
1: yeah no no, no. That's, <laughs> that's actually yeah that's red rock right there but uh <laughs> yeah. yeah people think uh vegas is only about the casinos and the strip and you know all the lights at night no there's it's a full-fledged city you got things to do during the day you can go hiking. Uh, L.A., California is only about, you know, a good half drive away. You can go to Arizona, you know, oh, Colorado. Yeah, that's not bad, it's yet.
2: Like, yeah. I've heard that it's really, like, central, it's just, it's right? central yeah. to everything. Yes. Um, I, was, I mean, I haven't been to Vegas as an adult. I've been to L.A. a couple times, but I haven't ever been to Vegas. I'm hopeful let's we'll hey. make a pit stop at some that's point. That's right. And let me know. Now let I know, know. I'll let my boy I'm Vincent know
1: that I'll be down. You know Stop by the crib. We can make there. we can we can record one of your podcasts, right? I got yeah. I finally got my little setup. Oh man, That's yo, the, like uh
2: familiar. Now you're we'll have we'll, you have yeah. We'll have to do it, you know, you're on location. Watching. That's right. On location. On location, you know.
1: When the expansion team happens <laughs> and the dra- right. you know, we can do the NBA draft from here, so we can give analysis play by play. NBA oh, draft. What's up? Come on. You
0: are you already know Vincent this is the first you're gonna this is the first of uh time multiple times you're
1: gonna be on the show for sure yeah, you gotta, yeah, yeah.
0: this is just more or less the introduction yes
1: yes that's <laughs>
2: fine,
1: that's fine. I'm see there you go he says he wants to be on there too
2: there okay. you go hey know
1: he's already ready you know yeah, yeah. he said he's cool. he's he's ready.
2: Oh, I I'm sorry I'm psyched, man. This is
0: a future NBA star right here. I can I can just I can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> he'll be he'll be what we all wanted to be.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Awesome, awesome. Well, welcome, welcome in. Uh a true a true treat uh for for everybody listening because like I said, he's he's been with us uh you know since we were kids, you know. You and there's really there's people that have been like guests that have been on the show that have like known us since we were kids but like so you're you're of a different breed and we need to we need to talk about that because you're yeah. i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say um no it's no, a different age. different era different yeah. era. era there you go so to which to which case so because yeah. we do have to talk about that i you know me and the GM in our 20s were in the Harden era, LeBron
2: era of basketball. Because even like we, our teenage years was like Team mac Yeah,
0: It was Kobe. You know? No, but that yeah. era was the Kobe era in the early 2000s. Yes, very My, true. Our boy, Coach, grew up in the jersey that I'm currently wearing, 45, Michael Jordan, number one player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You love more than any other player in the NBA. Can you just g- yeah. give us a brief history on that? Like, just your love for Jordan. Let Because yeah. I don't think
2: because nobody in our realm, of oh, age just, the, generation, yeah. really experienced Jordan the way you did. Like even mm-hmm. the younger generation now, they're no, all, obsessed all, with all the they say now. All they'll yeah.
0: say now is shoes and last dance.
2: Yeah. That's it exactly. They don't truly understand what Jordan meant
1: to your generation you yeah. know what I mean the highlights uh are okay you can you can start with the highlights but yeah living through that that time so it's it's funny because you say I'd live through the Jordan era but you know I saw the end of bird magic era. That's true. I saw the rise of Kobe, Shaq, T-Mac, Yao Steve Francis, I mean Oh man, see that yeah that's that is the, the the time slice that I enjoyed watching. That's to me is like the highlight of NBA. Because the game, not just Jordan made it different, the game itself was totally different than what you're seeing it on TV now. So you know, yeah, yes, you have Steph Curry like lighting it up from anywhere. You you never saw that really, but you saw that in Bird when he was, he just, whenever you touch the ball, he you have to be in his face or he's going to shoot it right. Yeah. Now he may not have the range as Steph Curry, but he can light it up anywhere. When you say anywhere, he just turns around, looks at the goal. He throws it up. It's in there.
0: Well, you can't, do you think about it too, like it's also the era that you're, that, you know, the era of basketball, you drop mm-hmm. Larry Bird into today's era. I mean, he could be like, white Kevin Durant for all we know
1: he can exactly he he could jack up 15 threes exactly and and be and they were built differently there too you know Mm -hmm. it's not yet they they had skinny players like a you know Reggie Miller back in the day but shoot people had people had uh meat on them because they knew they were going to get hit at some point it's not like today's game where you know uh two hands on the back is already considered a foul there they're pushing you away from the from the goal that's why they developed the fadeaway shot it wasn't because they they wanted to like step back and and get away from you No, the defender was actually pushing you with both hands so you you were falling away and taking the shot so that's where the fadeaway shot kind of got its origin uh the step back is just because oh i don't want to i don't want to get touched by you so i'm gonna scoot over here and then take that shot so <laughs> it's just a it's evolution of the game, but it's still the same. But Yeah, it's true. It, yeah, the game I think it's I think it's because everyone always says, you know, you reminisce on the old and it looks you know, you see in rosy colored glasses or whatnot, but the game was so much not it's so much more intricate physically. The game that the way you played there was a lot more one on one, but not necessarily Against each other, it's more like I'm going to figure out a way to to beat you. Now it's just it's coaching. It's like oh, I got to pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, step back, yeah, free, step it's back true. Free, step back there's no there's no real like. Golden State is probably one of the few teams, and San Antonio is the other one too. Um, that you can kind of see a play developing. You don't just yeah the mechanics
2: that yeah. they that those teams ran are so different. I mean, cause you see a lot more pickup playground style basketball nowadays, correct? Right. Back in the day, things were a lot more definitive roles were definitive and, um, offenses were so much more complex back then. Uh, you know, obviously with Jordan and the bulls running the triangle, um, right. it, and when, how it advanced to Kobe and the Lakers running their yeah, version running of the triangle the tri- it wasn't the same, but the, the schematics were the same, but they operated differently. Like you said, pick and roll like John stock and Carl Malone. Yeah. um, That was just automatic. Um, You saw offenses that were more geared um, towards uh, the pace was slow. You would see in the eighties that teams ran so fast. Like, yeah, Denver Nuggets. What was their offense in the eighties? Run you out of the building because you couldn't keep up because of the ele- uh, elevation. That's why the yeah. Nuggets were always putting up 140 points with um, who are the guys? I forgot, um, dude. Um, it's it's right at the tip of my tongue. Um, uh, if, like, Kiki, Kiki, oh, no, no. Kiki, Kiki, Kiki yeah. Vangaway was Kiki the dude. Vangaway. Was one of the main dudes back in the day. You know, um, with the Nuggets, like that, that. It's so funny to see how you know defense was so deliberate in the late 80s early 90s because of the bad boy pistons when in the early 80s you would see you know it was highlight real showtime lakers versus the the boys from the prairie the boston celtics you know and then you would get the excitement of uh bernard king from the knicks and you know you'd see some excitement from who else
1: um you know we saw a young young um
2: reggie way back in the yeah day, reggie right? had, you know
1: had him coming phoenix suns with charles barkley during the day that was that oh was yeah happy. absolutely their boy kj because you know? of patrick ewing yeah parks and then um i would say so i wouldn't funny. say new jersey but new jersey was always but they were always battling with new york <laughs> That was Kenny like, Drajan
2: Petrovic, you yeah, know, when Rod. he was yeah. alive. God bless his soul, you know. Like that's my that, that, that was that, my favorites. That, that was one of my and favorites. Him and Derek Coleman, you know, like yeah. that was that's a good. squad back in the day. Yeah. You, you know, know and, so, and
0: that's the thing, like, yeah, you're right. Like people tend to like they'll get they, like they say that, oh, uh 90s era is like they'll they'll and I hear people say this, they'll quote it as ugly basketball, And I'm kidding, you not people say ugly yeah. basketball. No, yeah, and, and in a way, yeah, it it's not it wasn't the most beautiful thing to watch by, you know, but at the same time, like you're right. It was so, de- everything was so deliberate. The defense, the yes. schematics of it all. It was, a I thought, and I can watch games to this day and still enjoy it. Yeah. Know?
2: I mean, you, you, you watch, teams, right? the you watch Hakeem that offense the way Rudy T ran it through Hakeem, strictly through the post. Yeah. And he was basically a point guard in the post. Can you imagine, okay, like anybody nowadays being in the post and not just being responsible for what you're doing, but also being responsible for watching everyone around, you know, he's trying to find Kenny Smith and Vernon Maxwell on the perimeter, yeah. trying to see if Robert
1: is yeah. cutting. I to mean, the bucket. today's you know? game in today's game, you would, you would equate that to something like um, the Joker in, in the nuggets. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. Yeah. He's basically, he's basically the, uh, the new era Hakeem Olajuwon or, or, you know Tim Duncan, where you throw it in the post. He just you just don't throw it in the post. He's the one bringing up the bringing up the ball, the yeah. point center. So, but he still is responsible for getting other people involved. Like, sure, you know um, Jamal Murray was a is a great is a great player in his right, and he can carry a team. But without you know Jokic there handing out or him being able to pass it to Jokic and then Jokic getting triple team down in the paint or even close to the block. Everyone else doesn't get a, a chance to touch the ball. And then, he, you know, is either his assist or points or Jamal Murray doesn't get, you know, a chance to slash to the basket. And then there's your easy two points for sure. You know, so it's, it's, it's all a, an evolution of the same game. Now, Not a lot, like you said, not a lot of teams use that that type of game strategy anymore because they don't they don't look for a big man uh, in the draft anymore. They don't look. It's not it's not a big
2: man's league. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think when Dwight Howard came to the Houston Rockets, a, a lot of people thought, okay, this is the second coming. This is where we're gonna have a dominant center. We're gonna have somebody like James Harden, you know, dish it to him, and then he'll just kick it right back out, and James Harden with easy three. No because the game is not like that anymore. You know. Yeah. I think Dwight when he was he was at his best in Orlando they took advantage of that but that's because the offense and the team was built around, around him.
2: him. Yeah. yeah. I mean he right, did right, like, he doesn't have the skills nor the vision in the post to be that effective. Oh, he, he was he a lot more was. Effective.
0: I mean he was never yeah like he was more effective off the lob and and yeah, You know, just a pick and roll, not having really the ball in his hands to create more or less in the post, you know, that, that yeah, was I mean, never...
1: I, I give I give Shaq more more weight in in the ability to get other people involved. But, I mean, you could see even then Shaq needed a Kobe and a Dwayne Wade to win a championship. He couldn't win yeah. without them.
0: Oh, he was it's never true. he was he was never going to win one. He was never going. he was, right
1: at, he, he was right at the cusp with
2: Penny. You know, he had his wing, he had Ah, his wing, you know, that's what he needed. He needed that wing. Yeah. And in, in the game back then, it was so necessary. That's why when you think about players or championships, right. Like Hakeem, how he didn't have that all-star wing, you know, granted Sam Cassell was a wing 10 years, was the all-star 10 years later, but he was just a rookie off the bench, knocking down big threes, you know, but Hakeem was an anomaly in the sense that he didn't have that. He dominated everything so much that it wasn't necessary in cool. that respect for him. You know, it's was like, you think about it, like even then, like, what was the record from 91 to 93, the Rockets versus the Bulls? They were five and one against the Bulls between mm-hmm. when they won the championships because they mm-hmm. played twice a year. Um can you like? Obviously, people always talk about. Just imagine if it were to happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know it. It would have been amazing. Ratings bonanza. It would yeah. have been, and I think it could have hampered Jordan's legacy. But I mean, you a, in the finals, you never know because Jordan was always Jordan.
1: You know, ready to
2: go, and we'll I, so to I, I, you need. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't automatically think that Houston could have knocked him out.
0: Ah, uh, yes, the age-old question. The 90s Houston Rockets versus the 90s era Chicago Bulls. We're going to go into that in just a second. Oh, you know what? Here's an age-old question for you. What happens if your hair gets too long, or your hair gets too scruffy, or your hair gets too scrappy? Or what about your beard? What if your beard is a little too scruffy and scrappy, and uh, you just need to get it shaved off, or you want to get a nice haircut, and you want to look like an absolute pinnacle of a gentleman? You need to check out my good friend Carlos's best... Barber shop in the entire city of Houston, uh uh-uh, uh, take that back, in the entire world, and that is the Argyle League. Hey, you, have you ever wanted to look like a gentleman in a place where you can get a haircut and a shot of whiskey, all while being taken care of by top shelf professional barbers? That's right. This right here is the Argyle League, where me and the GM have been receiving our haircuts since 2016. It's been five years, by the way. What makes Argyle literally the coolest barbershop in the world? They were voted coolest barbershop in the world. And let me give you just a few of their kick-ass accolades while I'm at it. They've been featured in GQ magazine, They were the exclusive barbershop for the NCAA Final Four in 2016. They've worked with Radio 610 and Hope Lodge, Houston. They were the official barbers for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Calendar launch party in 2017. And that is just a few of their kick-ass accolades. So if you're tired of your hair and you want to look like a gentleman, I highly recommend going to the Argyle League and getting a fresh cut from one of their kick-ass barbers. They are located currently at 709 West Alabama Street in Houston, Texas. You can visit their website now, theargyleague.com, to book an appointment. I'll say it again, theargyleague.com to book an appointment. Be sure to also let them know that the Summit State of Mind sent you. So stay sharp, gentlemen, and meet your boys at the Summit. And here... We continue on with an awesome episode with the coach, with Vincent, as we discuss the age-old question that has been plaguing the minds of Houston Rockets fans all around the world for the longest time, Houston Rockets versus the Chicago Bulls in the 90s era. We dive into that, and we dissect it here at the Summit State of Mind. I want to ask, so I want to ask coach real quick.
1: Yes, yes. So, let's, let's get into this already. I already know it. where you're
0: going. The <laughs> meat and potato. 91 through 91 through 98. That is the Bulls era. Six titles. Mm. Now, six titles in eight years. Another team won titles. Yeah. While he the was down team, Houston. That's right. That's right. So answer the age old question that has continued that is that will continue on into eternity as a houston fan as someone like would, who lived through that time does would, if a showdown happens between yeah. those two teams let's say peak peak of their powers going either way
2: that who, was
1: 93 93 so, so w- we have let's clarify who's on the team during this yeah time. that's true is it going to be because Clyde? there was a change between the two different Chicago teams? You had, yes, the yes, horse, the horse, Grant, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan. Well, let's let's versus say versus the uh, the Ron Harper, Dennis Rodman, yeah, Scottie Pippen, Michael yeah. Jordan. I, I'll, I'll say latter just because you know, we were that would have been it. That, that would have been the no, team that would have
2: I would have loved to see the 91 93 aspect, yeah, because that was
1: the team that the Rockets were on the cusp. you know what i I mean we were ready to go and they were already there bulls were already there we were just we were one or two picks away and that's that is why we picked up uh the first one we picked up didn't we pick up uh sam cassell we just got robert ori in the draft like the year before that so we were we just got our i guess you could say our version of scotty and our version of uh you know, a, a scorer off the bench, like a, and like then, a John
2: Paxson. Yeah, John down Paxson. Shooter. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, and then, yeah. the second year, the our back to back, we just got Sam Cassell, and then we got Mario Elie. So we had, and then of course Clyde. So that was our the two um, scoring wings that we needed to to get in there, so they that you know alleviate a little bit of the scoring from Hakeem. So, you know, I will say this. If you're talking the '91, '93 Bulls, the first iteration with Horace Grant, and let's say we had uh, the Clyde Drexler era, the the second championship, I would say easily we would have beat them easily, maybe okay. in six games, five or six games, just because they had no answer for. They had Bill Cartwright. And what's and what's name? Horace uh, Grant. Yeah. Who's, yeah. Who's gonna? Who is going to stop? Again, who's going to stop Hakeem versus who's going to stop Michael Jordan? We Brandon had Maxwell, defenders. Man. Yeah, Vernon we Maxwell. had defenders for Michael. There you go. No one they had no one for Hakeem. So that's yeah. why I would easily say, yeah, maybe it wouldn't be like a sweep, but six games easily. it be no, Mike. Mike's, Mike said that Vernon Maxwell was
2: probably the, the defender he hated the most yeah. in it, the 90s.
0: And there's also on the Rockets documentary, like even Robert Ori was quoted. Robert Ori says, I play, he's like, I played for Phil Jackson. And they would, he wouldn't, he never believed in the double, in the double team. He would have never double teamed Hakeem. So he was like, if he just drops, puts Hakeem there with Bill Carr on him, he's like, he's going to, he's going to easily average 40 to 45 a game.
1: Exactly. He'll win
0: the title, they're not going to double.
1: Yeah. So, and, you know, Hakeem, the, the one thing that will, I will say that would probably hinder us is because Hakeem plays both ways. He's having to defend the middle uh on the and defend that triangle. So but the triangle doesn't predicate on cutting to the basket. It it predicates an open jump shot somewhere in the yeah. two-point range. So yep. Hakeem wouldn't wouldn't be coming out and trying to defend that. He would try just defend what's coming in the middle. So he could potentially just be sitting there and resting while you know they're taking their shot. The Chicago Bulls would take their shot. So Hakeem can easily he could have ad- averaged 40 45. Mike could probably easily average 38, but then it's all it's going to be who's who's going to score for your team after that. Yeah, Orly. No. You know, uh Otis Thorpe, What do you call it? Carl Herrera, I, the, just Oh man, the, what, yeah.
2: the amigo,
0: <laughs> the amigo. The amigo. You know no, those, man. It's going to go down to the role players. That's for yeah. sure. I mean Absolutely. Jordan doesn't Jordan, Jordan doesn't clinch series wins without Kerr or Paxson. So True. it does go down to that. We don't clinch game yeah. seven without Vernon. So you know it just goes or Mario right. Ellie or, or Mario yeah. Ellie. Exactly. exactly. True. So,
1: oh, now now I would I would agree with you if we took this the, the latter Chicago Bulls team versus the latter. Rockets team that I cannot. Yeah,
0: with
1: Barkley. Yeah. Bulls, Bulls, Bulls take us out in five or six.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think in my opinion, like Hakeem was getting, was getting up there in age. Yeah, yeah. And And Charles was not that guy. No, no, No.
0: for sure, for sure. Well, good, good, good answers, good answers as always. Okay, so we, so let's let's move on here. So we talked, we talked enough about you know Jordan and the the impact, obviously in your in your in your era. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on let's move on talk about this here uh let's move on to the kobe era um okay. just i know that so how did you feel towards kobe did you so justin remembers that he says that you didn't you weren't a f-
2: big fan of his right okay there was, there was some major distinction so
0: now so now let's, let, you know obviously it's it's correct
2: your memory serves you correct
0: yeah because <laughs> <laughs> carbon copy of jordan but you know obviously the le- the legacy stands a little different let's you know now we're looking at it from a different lens he's won five tie he's won five titles he's not alive anymore unfortunately he died so obviously the mythos the legend of kobe yeah, that just elevated a him to
1: pass yeah yeah so how and do you feel about him now the same um <laughs> keep it real keep it real yeah no the same i'm the the disdain was more because exactly what you said just just he was and can just a carbon copy of Michael Jordan. Now you know at the time you know I didn't see it in a way where uh you appreciated it. Yeah, appreciated you just someone didn't like who it, yeah. actually was able to because you know during the years after Mike or even during the t- tail end of Mike's career. People were trying to be like him, Harold Miner, Vince Carter. Oh, geez, yeah. You know, like you had so many people, oh, the next Mike, the next Mike, the next Mike. Yeah, and Kobe wondering. was like, he never, he sure, his game was patterned. And that was specifically, like that's consciously, he patterned his game next to Mike. He patterned his mannerisms next to Mike. Because to him, Mike was the greatest. And in order to beat the greatest, you had to at least. Emulate. Emulate, Mm -hmm. then beat him, Yeah, which he did towards the end. But, you know, it would have been nice to see if they, you know, at some point in their peaks, they could have played to their potentials to see really, you know, I I bet Kobe would have loved to have that at least one time where you could say he's at 90% peak and Mike was maybe on the tail end, but still 90% of himself. That would have been the greatest matchup ever. But, you know, what – yeah, just imagine if like if MJ didn't retire ninety nine
2: yeah. two thousand when Kobe had started to find oh, himself, it, yeah. you know was what not I mean? Down. I mean completely different world. Tend,
0: people tend to forget that that Jordan won the MVP on his final year of his career as a bull. Like he wasn't slowing down by any no. means. No, the dude was the dude was still going nuts and in his game. Like people tend to forget that. Like everyone says that, oh LeBron's like thirty six, and I agree too. You know, there's more mileage on the LeBron James who's He's came out went straight school. from high school. He never took, he didn't take the year and a half off that Jordan took. Um, So obviously there's more mileage on him. You know, yeah. I think LeBron's just a freak of nature. He's just a whole yeah. nother realm of freak, but Jordan was what? 36, 37 when he retired. And he was, mm-hmm. he was the MVP on top of the world. Yeah. So you just give him another year or two. Oh my yeah. God.
1: He easily could have. Ah. Yeah. Ah. He could have easily just been still rolling past, but, and I think, I mean, to the testament of when he was in the in the Wizards, you could tell his game may have changed. And that's his, that I think is what kept him and his fire going is that he could in his brain say, hey, I might not be able to sky like I used to, you know, go from the free throw line or whatnot. But you know what? He's He kept his saying back when he was older, he said, you reach, I teach. He still can let yeah. you know that he can still beat you. It may not be the way he used to, but he still is going to beat you. He, he's, he's adaptable. Yeah, MJ
2: adapted his game based on what his athleticism was, his mm-hmm. age and what he was capable of doing. Cause like what he did was like, he patterned it as time went on. Like you can see that his, his, he changed the mechanics of his shot through the yes. years, you know, just like Kobe did too. He well, did the Kobe same. Did and I think
1: this yeah. is where LeBron, I think is, is picking up a little bit of Michael is because LeBron was exactly like that. He was high flying when he came out as a rookie. He was, mm-hmm. he was magic 2.0, but he was more uh, athletic. But then as mm-hmm. you see now with the Lakers, he, he still can. He still can get up there, but his game is now more patterned towards magic where all he does is a floor general. He looks over the top. He makes sure everyone gets involved. He, he's the team leader and tells people where to go and what to do. And if need be, he will score. He can still score 30. He can still score 26. He's not scoring 35. He's not scoring 40 points a game. Mm-hmm. But when everyone's out and he's the only one that's scoring, yeah, he's going to throw down 40 if he needs to. Just like Michael. Yeah, I remember because you were watching The Last Dance. Remember, Ken, like
2: you'd see Michael <sighs> yeah. and be like, he, he, he's like, a if a I have of, to, yeah. it's like, I will yep. do it. You know cool. what I mean?
1: If he That was get- the attitude. Yeah, if he if he got pushed, he said, "Oh, I'm gonna play this guy again. I'm gonna torture you for 45." He went and tortured you for 45. <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't back down.
0: Yeah, I he love doesn't that. Back down. Did you so like yeah? Speaking of which, you saw so you watch. Um, you know, I know you watched The Last Dance, obviously. Yeah, so it was a master class on uh, on being a true competitor mm-hmm. with a championship DNA. How'd you that, feel after that, watching was, it, taking a stroll down memory lane for you? How'd you? How'd yeah, you know? I was
1: the one thing that I learned, and and you know that's that's funny too because as much as I knew Jordan was a competitor and how much he was, he wasn't the nicest guy. I knew that, but I didn't know he, as I guess in today's in today's culture, you would call him a bully. You would call him. Like he yeah. was the mean guy on the team. He was cancel not the nice. Cancel culture
0: on, on Jordan for yeah. sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, that changed my that changed my view. I always thought he and he, you know, in somewhat he this he, um, I guess he, explained himself why he was that way. But in today's culture and even in back then, if you met him on the street and he did exactly what he did to his teammates, um, he's he's a bully. He's he's what you would you you would try to cancel. him in culture today yeah true a, that's that's very true okay very he true be, he would not be the goat if you knew that's that's what he was doing behind closed doors to his yeah. team
0: he knew what he knew though he was the perf he was perfect for that era thank goodness for no social media at that time obviously yeah. have a lot of doors have been unlocked but like he knew his persona he knew yeah. his how to keep himself you know the f- keep keep his uh image positive he, obviously he, 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 would, he, he was a master of image. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And I think everyone, everyone around him knew that he wasn't doing it in, in ways that was, you know, not, not morally right. He was doing it for the, in the aspect of competition. He was pushing you to get better because he believed you were better than what you were putting out on the floor. So his, his tactic to do that was to push you and push your buttons and to get you motivated and his motivation is anger and fear and and yeah like literally he just he just kept coming at you in your face yeah you're better than this you're better than this like if you ever heard of tough love that's the worst type of tough love right there because Mm -hmm. he didn't he didn't yell at you because he hated you he yelled at you because he knew you were better than what you were doing so yeah
0: i always say this i always say this like uh so like today, like nowadays, I'm a I'm a teacher. So <coughs> I'm a teacher. When I teach my kids, I get frustrated at the ones that are really smart but really lazy. Because I tell them, I'm like, you're better than what you are. If mm. I didn't, if I didn't get at you, then I obviously don't think you're much. Then yeah. I feel like that's what. No, I'm not saying like I don't treat every kid. I don't treat my kids like that by any means. I, I I get at all of them, but I'm just saying like in that aspect for Jordan, if if he didn't think shit of you, like if you were just like a twelfth man, you know, he's obviously yep. not gonna. You'll just you know, like, he'll just like you will let you
1: sit like, there on the on the bench and be like, he "Okay." He knows
0: what you are. He knows yeah. what you are. So for this, it's it's the same aspect. He does it because he he does it because he cares about winning above all else, and he knows that you can give more than what you're currently giving. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's uh yeah no, it's good stuff. It's good Mentality stuff. Mentality
1: is right. totally different. Mentality yeah. is totally different. Oh like, yeah, exactly. Today's today's people like everyone talks about Kevin Durant how how very fragile he is when people talk about him. But I think slowly he's starting to build, he's building up his skin, sure. But yeah, I mean, I don't think Michael Jordan was that when he was 25, 26. He was so fragile. People, when people talked about him, Mike was just like, F that. I know I'm the best already at 25 Mm -hmm. when I came in the league. So if I can, if I can torch uh, Larry Bird in a playoff game like this, no one can stop me. Yeah, there like you go. Yeah, 63. already as a rookie or a second year, third year,
0: year, yeah. year two. And I remember vividly because I just recently watched the Last Dance. But uh, year two, year two, coming off of that big injury, remember where he was gone for most of the season? So he comes yeah. back from injury and drops sixty three as the eighth as the eighth seed yeah, on literally the, the maybe arguably the most dominant Celtics team that had ever. You know that yeah, arguably
2: arguably the most one Celtics. Top three most dominant teams ever. Yeah, like ever, paired sure. along like the sure. the '96 Bulls, the '86 Celtics, and what the '2016 Warriors. You know? know, and then what is it like the 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 '60s Celtic, uh, not like sorry, the the Lakers, the one that won like 69 games or something. I remember like those are probably the teams that ring really close into my brain.
0: That's true, that's true. You are definitely right, GM, in terms of uh, Celtics being one of, in tops and one of the greatest teams of all time back in 86. But I want to talk about the greatest, greatest and the best. There is no comparison here in H-Town. What is the number one anime streetwear label out there? It goes number one day off, number two Nothing. Because it is so far ahead of everything in terms of style and culture. It changes everything. It changes the game, especially in terms of anime and how you wear it. And that, my friends, is one of my best friends, streetwear labels known as Day Off. Hey, you. Are you tired of the same old anime tees? Are you tired of the same old mall core look? The Baybrook mall core look? Don't you want to see some older classic animes getting love? Well, be sure to check out the brand Day Off for your retro anime goods. From animes like Macross and Neon Genesis Evangelion to Cowboy Bebop, My Hero Academia, and my personal favorite Shokugeki no Soma, aka Food Wars. Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. You can use the code right now, Summit, for a 10% off discount at dayoff.shop. That is D-A-Y-O-F-F dot shop. So what are you waiting for? Hop on dayoff.shop. Check them out because I went ahead and bought the Arch T back in the old school 90s era look. It's an awesome tee. I wear it all the time. I also have the Teenage Feelings as well as the Nothing Is Real. Teenage Feelings is more of the long sleeve t-shirt feeling. You got the Nothing Is Real which is a long sleeve uh, thick crew neck more for the winter time. But nonetheless, amazing stuff that he continues to put out. So be sure once again to check out dayoff.shop with that is d-a-y dash o-f-f dot shop and we continue on here with this amazing episode as we discuss with coach the journey of the early 90s Rockets and how and what led them to basically becoming championship contenders and how it compares uh, to the James Harden era, especially uh, in the early 20 teens going into the obviously the 65 win 2018 Rockets. So we continue to dive and dissect here at the summit state of mind.
2: But I'm um, Vince, so I have a so okay, so this is my curiosity in respect of uh, to uh where you're from man so you know because you know how we always like i i like focus on like 91 93 yep i as much as i enjoyed the 94 95 years and i like re-watching him correct everyone loves seeing us win i want to know how you felt during the journey there because let me tell you man during the Harden years like seeing like 20, 2014, when we got Dwight losing oh, in the first round. That that right? Oh, God. Yeah. And then in the, and then going to <laughs> the Wife. next year to the Western Wife. Conference Finals, right? Like seeing that progress and then getting us in 2018, the Chris Paul C- uh, CP3, James Harden era. Yeah. Um, you know, that, like just the journey of that whole thing, mm-hmm. I hold that very near and dear to my heart because that's something that you can't take away, you know? Yeah. So I want to know, like, those times, seeing world be free, Sleepy Floyd, Scotty Brooks run the court. You know, what I'm saying a young Kenny Smith winning dunk contests. Um, you know, when you know we got a—I don't even remember who else was on that team. Like Scott, uh, Matt Bullard was a starting three for yes. us. You know, yes. so I mean, in that respect, like when you were watching that team, man, that journey, seeing them go from non-playoffs to being at the precipice of almost beating the Sonics in seven ninety three, 93 and feeling like, as I just want to know, like, did you have that confidence going into 94? Like, yo, we're right there. Like if we can somehow beat Seattle, like we, we got, we got this, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Oh it? yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I saw, see that that's funny because I saw the Sonics and I saw um, we were, we were there, we were there. I, I have that, Newspaper clipping where it was Robert Ori sitting on the bench head down because we had just lost game seven to uh, the Seattle. Yeah, see, I that's, have that that's one. Unreal. I that's have real that newspaper because I was huh. so devastated. I was like, man, that's that was, I thought maybe that was the best chance of us getting championships just because I didn't know who we could have gotten next because I thought Gary Payton. And Sean Kemp, that's that's done. Mm. They're gonna be there all the time. Utah Jazz was always gonna be there. San Antonio was always kind of biting. They us were at, kind of big, Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix. was there. Yeah. Mm. So you're looking at it. We're probably gonna be at best six, seven, maybe eight C at mm. best. So to be right there just before and. See that would have been a great test if we did get past Seattle, because that would have been yeah. Prime Mike and Prime and Prime uh, Hakeem. That would, oh, have, yeah, that would have been fun. We would have talked about. Uh, but okay, so I I had hope. I I would say maybe because I didn't know the game that well yet. Like I don't now. I analyze everything. You know, when I yeah. watch, I'm like. I watch, you know, their routes. I watch, you know, where the ball is going. I'm watching other things now, and not just, you know, caring about the score or whatnot. Back then, I was just looking at, oh, okay, he's going to shoot the ball. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Or oh, he's going <laughs> to go for the dunk. Oh yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Oh, Hakeem's going to do his <laughs> highlights. Spinning. Highlights. Go left, right, and then left. Yeah, highlights. <laughs> highlights. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it was exciting for me, and I like just watching the game. So for me analysis wise i just knew i had like a handful of teams that i always watched because Mm -hmm. they were always producing either winning or making the game exciting that was like chicago houston uh phoenix uh new york and i i almost i hate to say it was dallas at the time but because they just picked up I think they had just picked up like Jason Kidd. Oh, Jason Kidd, Jim Jackson, Jamal. Jim Jackson Backburn. and Jamal, yeah, the, yeah the PJs. Way back like, in the day. That's gonna yeah, be, yeah. And I yeah, always, that, you know, back then, you know, those were the early, the prototype big three, and and you know the the three superstars, future Hall of Famers, and and whatnot. So it's like the game just revolves back then, but the the lead up to. Houston being a player was it was nice because you saw each player and then I got vested in each one of them you know Kenny Smith Vernon Maxwell uh Robert Ory, he was just a rookie and then he came up big playing against Sean Kemp he was defending Sean Kemp so you saw his name you know and you saw his lankiness he, he just looked like he was going to break bones because he was running really awkwardly and yeah, that's
2: so fought. true.
1: His arms were so long, so you you know you had little things that you kind of latched on to each player of the of the Rockets. So you know, my mom loved Kenny and and Vernon. My sister always said something about um, uh, Carl Herrera and and uh Otis Thorpe because they were like the big kind of. Muscular guys who you knew they don't really play basketball, they're just there so they can grab rebounds and that's and like push <laughs> people outside of the box. That's all they did. And of course, I was always, I was always the Akeem Alajuwon fan.
0: Ah, uh, oh, Akeem. Akeem. Akeem, yes, before Akeem. Muslim, before he found Muslim.
1: And then he wore those like <laughs> he wore the one leg colored uh tight, so it always looked like he had one leg that was like white and one that was black. I don't know. Just those little details is what you kind of <laughs> remember as you were growing up. Yeah,
0: so for sure. When we made
1: it to the to that final, that Western finals. I was, we were there, and yeah, heartbreaking, heartbreaking to say the least. Probably the same as like, you know, not making it past or or losing the Golden State. This you know a couple of years ago for the yeah, Lions. that was like we had the them most, in Game Seven. Yeah, that was the most gut wrenching
2: experience.
1: So, like, uh, those, yeah. those were the times where you would say that you had, your your loyalty had to be tested because, yeah, you know, after, after something yeah. like that, now, granted, we, we got beat. And it wasn't like people didn't show up. Like, I really had my heart broken because James Harden never showed up that last game. And instead of saying, I lost it for us, as Hakeem would probably say or – Kenny or somebody, he just said, Oh, you know, we just wasn't there. We weren't there. CP3 yeah. wasn't there or whatever. And I'm like, see it, that tells you a little bit of the mentality. That's the difference I see. People yeah, there yeah, were for sure. Yeah, yeah, people there were like I agree with that. People would take would take that loss and be like, Yeah, that was on me. That was on me. We got to do we have to do better. We have to, mm-hmm. you know, we were just, you know, one or two shots away. One or two mental plays away, whatever. Where today it's just like up. Oh, sorry, well, game. You know,
0: It's ingrained as it's ingrained now nowadays as a you know, and Kobe etched it in stone as the Mamba mentality. Mm-hmm. I've always said this when we watch games with uh with Justin. I always say I'm always like Harden is. I just don't think he's built for it. I never thought he was built for it, and 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 you know that's just the way I thought about it. so. Let's let's transition here and ask you that question uh uh coach what 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 do you think of just as you saw Harden progress through his years his 8 years in Houston yeah. and uh, as well as his untimely exit uh what was your, what's your opinion on on Harden overall as a as a rocket especially that one tough year with Chris Paul
1: mm, see I I thought Chris Paul would have been a perfect mentor for James just because that was the one thing, like you pointed out, is the one thing I thought he was missing is just that he had that mentality. mentality. He had the that. Yeah, the toughness in the in the clutch. Now I'm not saying he can't play in the clutch, just him being able to say, "Oh, it's getting tight. Give me the ball. Let me work this till we we win." Instead, what what did we see for basically the five and a half years that he was there? He would pass the ball at in the clutch. You he would be open for three and he would pass it off. And I'm just like, What? That's why we pay you all this money for, like, that's why we brought you in so you could take the shot. He would take the shot during the the regular season, no problem. Yeah, but when it got tight, he got tight. And I thought Chris Paul, and (laughs) granted, I really didn't like Chris Paul when he played in Charlotte, New Orleans, wherever. I didn't like him. He was to me, he was like. Like yeah. uh, John Stockton 2.0, like he flopped all the time and he always worried about getting calls instead of like playing. But when he played in Houston, I was like, OK, I'm a believer. He he is. I guess the 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 term is savvy. He's very. Yes, savvy the very
2: much so. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Maybe the I would agree with savvy. That. Point- I would definitely agree with that. Yeah.
0: Most savvy point guard of this generation of this iteration mm-hmm.
1: for sure. And you could see it, you could see his leadership. And this is what I was hoping from, but he's he didn't get it into James Harden. He got he's getting it from Devin Booker. Look at look at how great those two are working together. That's what yeah. I was hoping that Chris Paul Chris didn't have to. But do you do you think it's
2: because Booker is still young and impressionable? Yes. He was an all-star, but – oh, I don't remember. Well, Harden don't, was already in Hardin uh, Harden was a – Harden, a- Harden was already candidate. established That's in that the sense. Difference. Like, Devin I, Devin I, Booker is – he's yeah. actually looking at CP3 as a mentor where Harden probably looked at him as a partner. Correct. Maybe even the Robin to the Batman. You know oh. what I mean? Stop
1: and – Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's, so, that's, that's what I see. That's what yeah, I see. Yeah. So, now. Chris Paul and so James, he, he got better, no doubt. He definitely blossomed when he left OKC. Mm-hmm. And once he found out that he can lead a team or carry a team, I think at some point before Chris Paul got there, he had it in his mind that said, this is my team and I can do what I want. Yeah. With this. And yeah. not to bring the, the outside of basketball stuff into it. I mean, now we, we understand what the Houston Rockets gave him in order to come here, basically mm-hmm. con- complete control. And so when you put that into the mix, along with how much he had, to say about the team and what, how it was comprised and who and what needed to happen and how he played. Then you understand why you understand why they couldn't coexist. Cause yeah. Chris Paul needed you to, Chris Paul needed you to listen. He held you, you already to listen. Yeah. If you're already done listening, you ain't, you ain't gonna. Oh, oh yeah. No. You Cause didn't, you, you didn't take accountability very well,
0: but that's always how he kind of was. And, and mm-hmm. if you even go back to his whole, tenure it's a do i make that work didn't work shoe you know uh chris paul, chris paul shoo no. russell Bye. westbrook shoe
1: you know after, that's my boy but no
0: yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. it was always like that it was always like that with him and that's why i always felt like he great talent could be the greatest scorer of our entire generation for sure just hands down is the way that he scores but you're talking about winning a championship and i had told and it started developing where i started telling justin i was like I don't think he's capable of winning. I don't think he's capable of winning a title as the number one guy.
1: Mm-hmm. He's, the most, he's not the number one guy in in uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Which is why he, sure.
0: he will have a best chance now at winning a title.
1: Yeah. Sure. So, see, what, what I see there is, and not to take anything away from Katie. Katie's is amazing. He's probably next to LeBron or probably above LeBron as far as greatest player in the league at the moment. Mm-hmm. For, sure. LeBron For sure. is Just maybe a tick under just because of age difference. But the personality is what you're seeing. That's why it's funny when Westbrook came, I thought that was going to be like, Oh, okay. We're going to go back to OKC style, you know, throwing lobs everywhere, which they That's did. That's what I thought. Yeah. But yeah, you, you can see the difference. The ego has now shifted. Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook was always the alpha. Now James is the alpha in Houston. That's why Westbrook's like, yeah, that's my homie, but I can't play with this fool. I ain't got to get out of here.
2: It's true. It's true. Ego is the the worst enemy sometimes, man, Well, in sports.
0: Yeah, because even if we think about it here, Chris Paul and Harden only played. They made it look like they played for five years when in actuality Mm -hmm. they only played for two. He didn't even give. He didn't even give Paul a third year, you know, that third year, Paul was already on off season training to go vegan. He was losing weight because of the fact that he was dealing a lot of leg injuries because of his top yeah. weight. So he's trying to lose weight, which yep. now he's healthy. And, you and know, all it- balling yeah. and he's balling all it took, you know, and I always say this all it, all it took was a freaking phone call by one of them just to be like, Hey, like, you know, like just put your egos, like your egos are here. Like just, just come bring it down and have a powwow. Like, and just yeah. give each other another year to try because yeah, it. the core was still there minus Ariza.
1: And I was I was ready. That was the team I thought at least the way that the Rockets were built at that moment, that was the best team. At first I thought the White might have taken them over, but because the White was already basically hindered from from the waist down and he couldn't move anywhere. Yeah. That was probably the best option. Cause we did we we could have easily beaten golden state with even with KD if Chris Paul was there in game seven. Because that was yeah, a healthy I agree. That was a healthy Golden State team with KD, full blast. And, and we, we were up three we two. would have made
0: seven. Yes. I don't yes. even honestly think we would have won seven. Yes. I think we would we were up fifteen we or half. We, would've, we, would've, we would've, won, would've game won game six. We would have won. Yeah. And I just don't think they would let it get there. You can tell the 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 air, if you watch that first half, the air was just sucked out of the room. You can just kind of see it. Even the start of the game, people were like, Oh my gosh, this might be it. Like yeah. you could like tell the there was a nervous, or, yeah. and then, nervous and then energy.
1: The ball went down, and I was like, and then all they needed was like three threes in a row to make to to bring back into the game. I was like, Oh, here we go. And we couldn't stop it, and that was it. That was yeah. that just it's- momentum to the next game. And That's where I saw James wither away because he that's what a superstar is supposed to do. If you see two threes in a row, you go back and you don't pass the ball to get a two point shot. You stick a dagger in them and say, stop. I'm taking this game home to Houston. No, he 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 just disappeared. He stepped to the corner waiting for a ball to get past him. Chris Paul just went out of the game. What are you talking about? Take the ball.
0: That's what, that's oh, what I, that's, yeah, that's exactly the way I thought too. Like, yeah. uh,
1: Justin, like what
0: you tell, tell like, and how huge it was that Chris Paul went down with that injury. You should tell, uh, you should tell Vincent what, what happened? Cause we watched it together. What happened to you?
2: I'm not, not going to lie to you, man. Once Chris Paul went down, I knew it was over. Oh, in my too. heart, it was over. Cause he knew Harden. Um, we know Harden. I, we know Harden. Um, I cried, man. I let I shed tears because I was so upset because I was like, the basketball gods kind of ruined it for us, man. Like, really, like it could have, like, why on a now? non-contact, like, very yeah. unnecessary yeah. play too. It wasn't
0: like, it wasn't like a three for the win or anything like that. We were yeah. already yeah. up, like five. a layup
1: to to seal the yeah. game or nothing. We were up you five.
0: Just... <laughs> we were up five. Yeah, and
2: it was it was an it was a necessary possession. We could have just let the you could have let the shot clock run down or james should have had the ball but i think chris paul had had a better game at that point yep um at the fourth uh chris paul was hitting shots from all angles everywhere and, and it was like it was his game yeah. and i it was, respect this it.
0: was his team this was his like playoff this was his run of runs like if you guys remember he wanted, utah. Yeah. He he wanted
1: dominated it yeah wanted in utah single handedly in game five yeah, Wasn't it like he never got out of the first round when he was in the Clippers or something like that? No, he, he, he he never never got to the conference. conference. Yeah. That was was, his
0: whole career. Mm -hmm.
1: That's why that's. And, and, and again, that's, that's why I feel. Yeah. James is good. James is doing well. I like, I mean, I even switched my favorite player because he was Houston Rockets was James. But when he left, I say, I didn't say good riddance. I said, Good luck. Well, you were my favorite player. Now I, I'm a free agent right now. So, you <laughs> know, gonna, we'll see. Who's
0: going to come up, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm liking Zion right now, but, you know, that's that's a different story. So, Jaw's making a comeback. I love, you know, I, Donovan Mitchell just got injured, but that was a game I was looking at. Um, Do you like dating. Luka? Yeah, Luke, Luka to me is like, I don't know. He... I don't know. I don't know. I have I have reservations about his game. I have reservations. i feel tell you. He's just so flashy and he's
2: he's he's so charismatic. Yeah. His game. yeah, yeah. And it it appeals to everybody in that aspect. Mm-hmm. His defense is very suspect.
1: Yeah. But I don't,
2: he I, hits but he hits big crazy. shots when they yeah. matter. Crazy. And that's the thing. And you know, and it's so it's kind of like now with Dallas, it's like the execution and the matter of making yeah. it work around yeah. him.
1: And then and, Porzingis is not working out right now. I thought that was going to be a duo that was going to be there. me too. Me too. I thought so too, man. I like
2: Porzingis, mm-hmm. um, but you know, so like Julius
0: Randle's having a better year than Porzingis. Yeah, that's right.
2: That's, that's be right. Real Julius Randle's killing it, man. Julius Randle. He, he was
1: slowly. He. I think being in New York and also being uh, under appreciated in New York and being in New York. Um, I mean. He was surprisingly like, had a game that was built for most, uh, like, playoff teams. He could have been a good pickup for, like, you know, for LA or, you know, if they didn't let him go or, or yeah. even, like Phoenix, you know, he used that, that wing, that flat, that athletic wing that can kind of do everything. The same kind of, um, who's that guy in uh, with uh, that the Lakers let go to? Oh, um, Ingram. Ingram, yeah, 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 Brandon yeah, Ingram, the
2: they were teammates. They
1: were they had. If you saw the potential for that team before they broke it up, before they had, they, before they went to go get LeBron, that was a pretty good team. That yeah, could have made some impact. Yeah, granted, they weren't going to do it that year or the year after. But look at how all of them are, are flash. You know, flashing up to They're producing now. Yeah, to being yeah. like their number one, number two player on their team. Julius Randle, Ingram, look, I mean, Ball. They're, they're, they're running things right now. Now On their teams, maybe, yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe co- it was a coaching thing or, or whatnot.
2: But I would say it's a, it's a coaching culture. You know, LA is LA. It's so glamorous. People love the life. It's really hard to focus when you're a losing team and you're living such a good life.
1: Yeah, they're, you look, know, they're looking for that name. You know, if they didn't have a name, it wasn't going to, even if they were winning, it wasn't going to be a successful year. Nah, not at all.
0: What's going on, everyone? It's the commissioner here. Want to let you know and inform you about the dangers of drunk driving. You see, when we're going out, you're going out right now, especially uh, now that more restrictions are being lifted, Rockets... And Astros games are letting fans into the buildings now. Whether you're watching one of those games at a bar or whether you're at Minute Maid Park or even Toyota Center or even at a friend's home, make sure that you are driving responsibly because you know the dangers that can go down in terms of drunk driving. Are you going to take one for the road? What did that last drink cost you exactly? Thousands of dollars in legal and court costs? your driver's license, and possibly your job when you're arrested for driving drunk. The Summit State of Mind reminds you that the law enforcement is always out every single day, protecting everyone from drunk drivers. If you're watching a Rockets or an Astros game, celebrate responsibly and don't take a chance because chances are you will be caught. Designate a sober driver. You can call an Uber or call a family member from home or take a ride straight to jail. Remember this. If you drink and drive, you will lose and don't be a loser. Well, I, I think, well, okay. So I was going to ask, uh, well, I was going to ask you, so let's, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we keep, we keep moving to the present time and you yeah. know, here we are now we're at the present. Now we're at the present. Uh, we jumped through so many eras of basketball. This is I, really great. This is really great. Um, this current iteration of the Rockets right now as of this moment is tanking for the number one pick. They're 14-42, yeah. and 42, uh, a team that is not destined to win anything by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, what's been your overall opinion of this Rockets team this year?
1: Uh, hopeful, hopeful. I like, I like what I'm seeing with uh, Steven Silas. I, I don't know much about him but at least I know and this is me just watching the games and how the players are playing hard for him whether you know we went through that 20 game losing streak but it wasn't that we were giving away those games we were playing hard in those games um, and he's I think what's nice is he's also focusing on certain players to develop them to mm-hmm. be exactly either either you know primary or very big role players uh christian wood kevin martin jr um i mean it's nice that we had uh what's his name um avery bradley for defense but he's on on the down way uh, on the down slope too but um
0: Yeah know how i feel about him
1: yeah <laughs> Not very high on him on this team
0: just on this team, I mean, you know in particular. Well, most
1: of most of those are just for contract reasons i mean we had to get yeah. rid of james and when I'm surprised, I just looked at the roster not too long ago. I was like, "We still have Aaron Gordon." <laughs> oh, <laughs> Aaron
2: uh, Gordon? yes, yes, oh, yeah, man. the legend shocked.
1: Flight? Yeah, so the I mean, only
2: guy left over.
1: Yeah, uh, but I mean, looking at everything, Daniel House. I mean, we have some good play. We have some good, fresh, new blood, which I'm I'm excited for because they're two way. I mean, we're we're like. Yeah, but we're like a team Tate. Of Scottie yeah, we're yeah. like a team of Scottie Pippins or like a, you know um Aaron Gordons. You know, they're two-way players. They can they they have a little bit of handles, a little bit of shot, a little bit of inside game, a lot of athletic ability, coachable, um, plays hard every time. That's that's the kind of players I like to see. Now, you know, John Wall, I love him. I actually have more respect for him now than when he was in Washington because just the way that he, he has nothing to say about how everything's going. Yeah, he says, yeah, we're, we're not winning, but he doesn't take a night off. He plays hard every night. And I
2: respect that.
1: Yeah. And I would have loved if um, Boogie Cousins would have stayed because that would have been a good, at least a good start. It may not have been a long term thing. It would fix. be more n- nostalgia in the sense yeah. of a wall- Boogie Cousins type deal. So that that reminded me a lot of the Steve Francis, Yao Ming era where yeah. it's like, you know, the buddy, buddy. And then they're like, yeah, this is it. And then, you know, I was hoping Boogie had at least, you know, half, maybe three quarters of his game back. He doesn't have to like score 50 points at night, but you know, maybe give us like 15, to 18 and like 10 rebounds a game. That would have been, that would have been a good way to like establish a, a game plan every night. Yeah. Well, I mean, right do you now, think you're... that
2: it's like I mean, like his his game and Christian Wood, they weren't meshing. Even though I feel like there's a possibility they could have, but I think that the coaching staff wanted to push Wood as the primary five, yeah. and that was the thing. I was like, I was like, if they could have ran Christian Wood like more of um, an AD type role. Yeah, like and a four, uh, like a yeah, and allowed four. Boogie to play along the lines of like how ja- Javale is. Obviously, he's not as athletic defensively. Yeah, um, but just another option, a big body. I mean, obviously, yeah. his lateral movement was super slow, and that's unfortunate, just due to time.
0: He couldn't. He just couldn't. He couldn't defend yeah, a,
1: a mop. Unfortunately, yeah, he he's just he's like a large normal guy. He does, he's not like an athletic big guy. He's just, yeah. he's like a normal guy, but just, he's, he just happens to be seven. foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pounds, you know? He's yeah. just like a big dude that you, you would say off the street, Hey, seven footer, you should be playing in the bat in the NBA. That's that to me is boogie cousins right now. Like you don't really know. He's, he, you can't say that he's a skinny, tall dude. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Kelly. Yeah. Okay. I like him, Kelly he's Olenek, too. In a yeah. very bright spot in the. That's in my the boy, play. Kelly Olenek, the stud. <laughs> I've been following him since he was in uh, Boston, I believe. Yeah, I think wasn't he drafted Boston, right? As a draft,
0: yeah, I don't I think remember. so. I don't, man, I or maybe it was
1: Miami, Miami, Miami. No, well,
0: no, he was in Miami before he came to Houston. No, I think he was right. definitely in Boston He was in Boston, he he was was in Boston Six, for but sure. I
1: thought he was yeah. he was drafted by Miami and then went back to Miami. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm sure. Yeah, he's. You know, surprise I, I surprisingly I remember him. That's why I was like I was like, oh shoot, he's still playing and he's playing really well too. He's the he's the five I think we should have. Christian Woods to, should play four. Yes. I agree. Right. With that's that. that's the lineup I think. Kevin Porter yeah. put him in the in the three spot and then put man, I can't believe we have DJ Augustine. Jeez. Oh yes, I, I like DJ Augustine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you're not looking at it now. <laughs> I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the lo- roster. I'm like, oh shoot, we still have him. He's still playing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: still, pl- still playing and still getting buckets to mm. this day. You know. You know what? If you're still doing it, go for it. You know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Texas uh, alum right there. There you go. Well, I was gonna. You know. You know. I was gonna ask. I remember you. uh you, oh, gosh. Didn't you have you had a funny, really funny story about uh old classmate Richard Lewis? <laughs>
2: mm, oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's my boy.
1: That's my boy.
2: <laughs> I forgot about that
1: guy. Grew up, Holy we grew up wow. together, man. We, he yeah, yeah, there's well, there's there's one that he probably, probably doesn't even remember more. This is elementary school story. So we played in uh, middle school or middle school basketball and he was in one of the schools and i was at hollow middle school in a leaf and uh uh, we were we this might have been for the for i don't know if we were playing for a championship game but it was definitely a very highly contested game it was like packed house they were leading by like two points um and then i think we we were down by one and then i had the ball and i got fouled by him he was playing on the other side. He was already tall, maybe not even, maybe not six foot, but probably like five eight. And we were like, you know, middle school, we're in four foot something. So I <laughs> and he's he's on the free, he's on the box, and I'm throwing the free throws, and he's all like, "You're gonna miss these." And I'm like, "Sure, whatever." Calmly make two, and then hey. yeah, make two, and it's like a few seconds left. He gets the ball, and I steal it, and then we win the game. And I looked at him and said, "Told you." <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, then, and then later on we we became teammates at elsick so we were in the same class and we're same year so he of course is uh varsity freshman year he's already like six foot two or something like that he gets teamed with uh uh another six footer i think his name was like shane white so they we had a, te- a twin towers like uh, freshman class in varsity team in Elsick, and I unfortunately was still short, so <laughs> I played JV. But I did play with him during scrimmages, and I remember I said, "Hey, Char, remember me?" He said, "Yeah, I remember you." Don't be talking like that anymore. I'm now I'm the star. So, <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. whatever. I need <laughs> so, I don't know if he still remembers me, but that was like freshman year, both of us. And uh, yeah, he he went on to play straight from high school. That's Richard Lewis, man. That was, I think that's A-Leaf's number one like calling card. Other than yeah. like, oh, didn't Beyonce used to go to your school, or doesn't uh, Lizzo go to your school? You know, now these all these artists are coming out of Houston and stuff.
0: For yeah, sure, that's for true. sure,
1: for sure. That's that, that's awesome. He still lives there, Richard, I believe. He still lives in Houston. We have to contact Somewhere, him. I'm sure. Do you remember yeah.
0: Vincent Koo? He told me he dropped two calm free throws and stole the ball from you to win it. <laughs> to win a big
1: yeah. game, not, <laughs> not just a game, a big game. Yeah. The How's whole that? the crowd was win. The crowd was going wild when I hit them free throws. <laughs> <laughs> We're never gonna. Let, oh man, I'm never gonna let that. that's a great. I know. Player. I'm never gonna let that down. Even if oh, I see. Oh yeah, him, for like, sure. What's up? You still want me to throw them free throws on you? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) You like you?
0: I'm dead. You should be like, who are me? Who am I? Who are you? (laughs) I know who you.
2: I'm one and zero
0: against you. What are you talking about? There you go. One and zero retired. Good. That's right. On
2: top.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So. uh, Quickly, uh, before quickly, but you know, before we end, I thought it'd be cool if we just play a quick game, real quick, uh, just to just to kind of just to kind of see where we are at in terms of uh, the talent crop of today's NBA, uh, past and present. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give y'all a name, and y'all are gonna give me a name that you can compare that's similar to the game of that person that I'm naming out. You get what I'm saying? Like, you're a, like you're, you're gonna, you're a player, gonna name from a player, player from today's team? Today no, 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 no no, 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 a player from the past. And uh-huh. then you're oh, going okay. to give me you're going to give me today. Yeah, give me a comparison of a player that's playing today. I'm not okay. going to say I'm going to give
1: you a for I'm like, not going to call Jordan because there's no Jordan. I say Kobe. Yeah. Something yeah. like that, right?
0: Well, yeah, well yeah, like that, but I'm not going to be Jordan. Today. I'm yeah. not going to be Jordan because there ain't nobody Jordan in today's <laughs> NBA. Let's be real here.
1: That's
0: right. So All right. First first one, uh I'll I'll, I'll direct it to the coach first. Scotty Pippen.
1: Ooh, Scotty Pippen. Um, I will have to say see it it's hard because everyone wants to score. So Scotty never wanted to score. He just wanted to defend somebody. I would say though like athleticism and just John Morant, John Morant. Now take listen, listen. John Morant is handling the ball. He's flashy. But his game is predicated around being athletic, getting around his defense is pretty is really good for someone his size at, at the point guard spot mm-hmm. and he seemed like he goes all the time, hard all the time to me, Scotty was always defending the the best player, doing all the little things. to me, everyone wants to score. John Morant wants to score that's that's really the only difference that's but. True. To me, cliche. I think John Moran was the closest. Uh, the next one was going to be KD, but KD doesn't play that much defense, like all the time. No, yeah, yeah I would have,
2: I would have said like just based on like athleticism and height and uh, the way that they play similarly. I would say like like Ben Simmons is a lesser version mm. in the sense that he's not a shooter, but yeah. he is all about finding the right play. Um, defensively, he's meh but I think yeah. off- offensively his game is a lot more predicated towards being like that pa- uh point forward in the sense mm-hmm. you know I see. I see that I see that
0: good 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 as always all right all right all right gm I'm gonna ask you uh Vernon maxwell Ooh,
2: who's that? wow who's, that, that was not who is, a game whos that a, I was who's a
0: firecracker who is the firecracker like that <sighs> a defense a lot, lot of talent
2: a lot of talent but he's a hothead major well, hothead i major mean someone hothead. that you see a, a hothead that comes to my mind immediately is a Draymond green but their games are so different like athleticism eric a hothead
0: was, in terms of a eric gordon's a hothead in well, terms all
2: eric of- gordon <laughs> does his
0: <wine>. every <laughs> yeah.
2: time he fouls he's like i never fouled. he's like jikembe he never committed a foul in his life um, <laughs> but, but as a as a guard man like someone with that type of tenacity and athleticism and just that um straight dog in them man like I don't know, like, cause you don't see many guards defend at that intensity anymore. The closest one. person I could have said maybe would be like God, more methodical in the sense of like maybe like a Bruce Bowen, but I mean Draymond is a good, yeah, yeah, is a is a good is a comparable person yeah. like head wise defensive intensity and takes everything so personal on the court. But what, what do you think?
1: I got I got it? one for you that might be a little better. Plays the same position too. Clay Thompson.
2: See, Clay Thompson's defense uh is like. And thing is, he's so calm. He's underrated as a defender. He's a a a defender. They don't don't win
0: titles, even with Durant. They don't win those titles without Clay. Without Clay.
2: Clay Clay was the guy who locked down James Harden. He was the guy. It wasn't Steph. It wasn't KD nor Draymond. Clay was the one that James had the most trouble with. Yes. Yeah. And
1: I would say on the same level as can get hot in a second, Clay can drop like 40 and a quarter if he wanted to. True. Because Vernon, what did he do against Phoenix in
2: 94? He dropped like what 35 and in a in half yeah. to get them back in the, back in the
0: game. Down 2 0. Oh my goodness.
1: So, From Choke City. Yeah. But just, yeah. just the fact that he can, on top, like Steph. He can uh-huh. shoot from anywhere. The only difference is that Clay doesn't have a ball handling ability similar to Steph or Touche. Even even Vern, but Vern was also predicated on spot up, <laughs> finding his corners. Mm-hmm. But when he got the ball and he wanted he wanted to score, he's gonna score. Clay can do that too.
0: Oh for sure. Absolutely. For cool. sure. Okay. All right. Good answers. Good answers. Uh, next, uh, the glove, Gary Payton. Oh, I I can give y'all one right now. He just doesn't stay healthy enough at all, and his offense is a little bit more sporadic. But I'll give you Patrick Beverly.
2: Ooh, yeah. I would say more like uh like um maybe like a Westbrook, OKC okay, yeah. Westbrook. No, on ste-
1: uh, Gary Payton on steroids would be yeah. yeah. I, of- that. I think my yeah. John Morant uh, answer would have been better here than it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, that was good. Just just the just the swag of how Jaws just Black, like Jaws. I
2: saw you playing game.
1: I'm not playing the Yeah, my John Morant, my John Morant answer would have been better here. Just the fact that he's yeah. flamboyant and arrogant enough to say that he was. He's better than most players right now. He probably jaws during the game too. I can see that. I can see yeah, that.
2: He, he has a lot of nitty gritty to him for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, but, definitely. But his his game is definitely predicated on that too. So I think I would uh, rescind my answer for the Scottie Pippen on John Barant and then put it here on the, on the globe. <laughs> I like your Ben Simmons better answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's a here's a fun one. Uh Steve Francis.
1: Oh.
2: Wow. <laughs> John Morant. <laughs> <laughs> See, Westbrook might have been better there too, man. No, but Steve again... Francis has hops. Yeah, same who's as exciting. Westbrook, you know. Who's Derek Rose. Who's... Derek,
1: Rose. Mm. Derek mm.
2: Rose, man. Derek Rose for sure. He's still active.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Derek yeah, Rose, man. Still Derek still Rose. He's on the injured reserve, I think, but he's he's active. the,
2: the, the athleticism
1: is there. Yeah. You know? In in the prime, you're talking. Yeah. Derrick Rose prime. And
2: Francis's jump shot was not as great, but the handles that Derrick Rose has with Steve Francis, yeah. I feel like is on par. He's
1: on in par. my opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was. I just. I somehow just thought. Um. He just got back in the in the league. Isaiah Thomas.
2: Oh yeah. Oh. Wow. yeah. Yeah.
1: It. I think he. He he's to me is he's a little calmer uh, with the ball than Steve Francis was. Yeah, definitely a better shot. But mm-hmm. as far as controlling, like I give Steve a lot of props. He can he knew how to distribute and get his players involved. He of course you know dramatic a uh, dynamic scorer mm-hmm. and he can get his shot anywhere. But because of his size, he had to. Like Iverson back in the day, he had to find yep. ways to score. That's true. Yep. I I D I mean IT was just like he's prolific in his scoring and he can control a team and lead it. So yeah. But he's back. That's that's the that's a player I was looking for.
0: That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh two more. Sean Kemp.
1: Oh, that's easy. Zion. Yeah,
0: Zion. I agree. <laughs>
1: I agree. Uh, you
0: could also yeah, exactly. argue Blake Griffin when he was it younger.
1: Was yeah, Blake. Yeah. Anyone, Blake. any, any SkyFly, you know Sky Skywalkers in the league right now? You, yeah. I mean, you can you can even what Anthony and Anthony Edwards right now? You throw him in there too. Yeah. Oh, true, true. Because really, all you're looking for is a is a is a compliment to a to someone who can finish a lob. Yeah, and, you want uh, like a, sure. a guard
2: yeah, pull, with pull, with a sense pull of A lot vision. of players
1: over and get that you know easy two or three assist a game. His yeah. jump shot's pretty decent, but he's he physically can just like murder you in the sky. He just he just dunks over you, yeah, easily. Zion,
0: great, Amazing. great answer. You agree? You agree, GM? Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. Okay. Yeah, Zion, that was 100%. that, was, we're, that we're, was a that was a hundred percent from us at the same time yeah, yeah. <laughs> at
0: the same time okay we're a rock we're a rockets pod so let's 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 close it out properly with one name the name the name above every other name that has ever existed in rocket history el numero uno rocket that is Hakeem Olajuwon who is the biggest comparison I could think of two but what do y'all think nobody's only
1: two no, but wait, it's what? no, wait, wait, no, Vincent whoa Vincent says nobody. Nobody. nobody okay. Nobody. I don't care what you say. Hey. Nobody. See, I was gonna say like comparable games, like you Let's know, he like said Joker, Joker and a bead.
2: But I think Joker's a better compliment because his footwork is so good. But Vincent is right in the sense of greatness. Nobody yeah. compares to Hakeem. The greatest big to ever live, man.
1: I will I will debate you on this one right now. Just 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 because I do, I totally don't see anyone even uh-huh. remotely close. Yes. Well, I, defensively, there's no one above seven feet that averages
2: three steals a game. That's never yeah. going to happen. Not in this league. No. Not a anymore. Quad or a
0: quad double.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's not a thing anymore. You know, like, I mean, if we're going to go, we, we're not going to speak whole well-rounded. You know, because Hakeem, what did Michael Jordan say? When he picked his, his starting lineup, he said, Hakeem, the most underrated big man of all time. If you got a guy who's top 10 in points, rebounds, blocks, uh steals, like you're not losing, you know. Yeah, yeah, and people were yeah, like, You sure. picked him over Shaq, over Wilt, over Kareem. He said yes. Yeah. Because Hakeem will give it yeah. to you at both ends of the court.
0: Is is coach, is he the big the greatest big man alive? I mean not alive, I, but like greatest big man ever.
1: I have ever seen, yes. You've I have him. ever seen. Now I have never seen Kareem in his prime or you know, Bill Russell in his prime or, Very well, you know, yeah, you know yeah. or whoever, but in my lifetime, yeah, I think I've seen the greatest center of all time because like you said, there's no, no one puts it together and puts it together on both ends of the court. And was the centerpiece, the leader, the, the, the person who put the team on his back. Cause just to take it back to your uh to the Rockets first championship, like you said, most people, most teams now that win a championship, they need two two names. Mm. Hakeem had nobody, just him. Yep. I mean, yeah, you had Kenny, Robert Ori. I mean, Otis Thorpe was technically
2: the only all star, but that was in '92. Yeah, um, but even then, it was like he didn't have that complimentary piece that every other team had.
1: No, every no. team had two players. Well known on their All-stars. championship, yeah, on their uh-huh. championship team,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Rockets. I if you just go on the street and tell me on the first Rockets team, if they even know that they won a championship, who was on that team? Everyone's just gonna say Hakeem, it's Clyde. True. No, yeah, Clyde was on the second. But
2: yep, yep. You know what I'm
0: be, well,
1: they'd be like Hakeem and uh, I think Kenny Smith. You yeah, know, they won't be, be able to go. That's d- because he's on yeah. TNT and he's making crack jokes exactly. at Shaquille O'Neal and Charles true,
2: Warwick. true. True,
1: like, it's not because he actually did something or he was uh, known back
2: then. Yeah, it's very true because he wasn't much of anything. He was just basically a role player. Yeah, he was, sure, he was the guy. So just, he was the, guy the, the ball on the
1: court. Yeah, took the occasional three when it was open. That was it. But that you know he was the John Paxson and and but he wasn't even known as a John Paxson for the Houston Rockets. He was just he was on the team. Yep. That's right. That's right. And now, before before we
0: close out here, greatest player ever, ever. Am I wearing his jersey? Yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, it's it's Michael Jordan. It, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. You're, everyone's gonna start, and I, I think I'm starting to fall into it too. It's so like, you're starting to expand the the critiques of what
2: Greatness what justifies
1: is. greatest of all time. Yeah, because now you're saying, you know, like there was that debate on um, Last Dance. What did Michael do outside of basketball during the time when he was the greatest? He didn't do much. No, He's only doing it now. But if you look at LeBron and even Kevin, during their playing years right now, they're doing a lot more for social injustice, for, you know, underserved communities. They're yeah. opening schools. Did you even hear Michael with, you know, the amount of money he made opening schools for, for people no. in their- I know. or even in Chicago during that time? No.
0: It's, it's all gamble money for him, so. Yeah. Which is yeah. the truth.
1: Yeah. And and nothing against that. I mean, it wasn't like we were but, you know, again, during that time they weren't socially it's measured differently us, in that all aspect. That stuff and yeah, have Yeah, sure. So, you know, if if you're going to say who's the greatest player to ever have played the game, that could be a different debate to just to say who's the greatest player of the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: So, sure. you know, I would definitely, you know, I have a top five, a top 10. And that could be, oh, that could be debated at, at some point. But I think my, oh, yeah. I think at some point my top five is going to get locked in just because those are the players that I've ever, that I've seen with my two eyes. So yeah, that's how I, that's how I rank my greatest. Now, you know, Bill Russell, um, Larry Bird, even though I did see him. I saw him on the tail end of his career. Magic, you know, um, Oscar Robertson, Will Chamberlain. I never saw those guys play. Yeah, people, people put them in the greatest of all time. True. I don't. I don't because we I have, never saw them. In my yeah, life.
0: for sure. Yeah. I, I think you know what that gives me an idea for a future episode for sure. We we will and be on the lookout for our listeners because we are gonna we should create our own Mount Rushmore of oh yeah our own our own that. mount rushmore and the and the rule should be the rule should be in our lifetime we have to have seen yeah at some yeah. point, at some point yeah. in our lifetimes live live not, live, going, live not going not going back <laughs> to bob koozie <Cousy> footage
2: <laughs>
0: all right pete Merovich what are you talking about pistol pete oh, man. pistol pete was oof he was amazing all right so uh that's about wraps it up that's that should be about road wraps it up Vincent, thanks so much for just coming on I yeah, really thanks appreciate it in. this
1: this has been uh in the works for a while oh yeah, good. man
0: I had to yeah. talk to many agents I had to get it uh gotta get the deal done got it done yeah. at right before midnight I know. <laughs> you know, right I know we're just really happy that you know we were able to catch up
2: and
1: yeah, you know I know it's been a while it's It's good to see YouTube you I mean oh
2: yeah, for sure man
1: oh the man, the memories, man I'm telling you. The times you play some basketball just i don't know just hanging out with you two i it it reminds me a little bit of hanging out with these other two if you can hear them in the background oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. crazy. Yeah, See, there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you're definitely uh you're definitely building a, a legacy in that sense so that's always that's always good and you and, and in a way you built it you know you started it, building it with us i mean you were kind of the foundation, you know. My dad liked basketball, obviously. Um, mm-hmm, he and mm-hmm. oldest brother, uh, and is a really big sports fan. So really, it it stemmed from you. Yeah, and you have to agree,
1: yeah. GM, right? It, Absolutely, it stemmed, for sure. It stemmed
2: from you, the influence sure. runs deep, man. Yeah, it runs deep, Vincent.
1: Well, I appreciate that you guys have, uh, and I will say you guys have turned out really, really good. So you know, just seeing you guys and listening to a couple of your podcasts before too, it's it's fun. That's that's why I'm like. I appreciate that you guys have uh, put me on and, you know, seeing you guys grow up. It's now I'm telling my age, but, you know, you guys are... have <laughs> I, 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 I turned can't... out all right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: we all we all did, including
1: you. You turned out well. <laughs> I know. Still working on it. Still working on it. <laughs> all right. right.
0: right. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Definitely going to be on for more future episodes for sure. I have a lot yes, of. sir. Ideas. Yes, sir. You know I know you wanted to get in on a GM scenario episode or you wanted mm.
2: to Oh I know.
1: Oh yeah. You requested like, that. <laughs> man. We'll do that.
0: For sure. Not rush. are yeah, so Mount many and there's Absolutely. so many things.
1: I don't get to I don't get to express some of my opinions about this because you know not a lot of my friends are are basketball freaks. They're more they're just sports in general, football yeah. mostly. Fair enough. I'm not a football guy whatsoever. Oh, I don't really care. Me neither. Yeah, me no. I think all three of us basketball yeah. been in the blood since you know since since yay high can't even see it on the screen yay high
0: (laughs) (laughs) for sure for sure before we before we wrap up this pod though quickly do you have any shout outs anything you want to say before we uh
1: Uh, uh, shout outs to you guys i guess there's you know yeah man just live live that life make sure you're living it well living it to your own expectations for sure
2: that's
0: it awesome awesome uh uh
1: justin anything you say before we sign off
2: here no, we're good. This is, a, this is a very fun episode. I'm really happy that you got to come in, Vincent. You're able to kind of uh, shoot back and forth, have a little bit of talk. Because it, it feels nice to be able to talk to someone about uh, that deep into the past that understands it. Because I, I can't really dive into that with other people. You know? Just, yeah. And so. my, my
0: comparison is that Justin, usually when he talks to like our friends, he has to, in terms of percentage, he's going at about 60%, 65%. Yeah, he can't he can't unleash the other 40, which is you know his bat, which is you know the whole nine 90- yeah.
1: encyclopedias that's the enci- back yeah, there. yeah. He doesn't want to he
0: doesn't want to show up anybody, so he's not gonna mention anything like that it's too much. But you know, I think it's good that it's good that because he always has it, like he it's beyond me at this point too. And I'm just like, oh I don't remember this. I was like, Vincent's probably the best guy that will remember it. So <laughs> It's well, a yes, time
1: you sure. need, yeah, you need someone to. You just need to unload sometimes, and yeah,
2: sure. it's okay.
1: I'm for here. Sure,
2: sure. I'm around. Just I, I, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, <laughs> shout,
0: shout out. Shout outs to you, the coach, man. Shout outs to you, Vincent, for every for everything for coming on the show and just everything that you've uh, you've Thank been you. for us. We really appreciate it. And a shout outs to the Rook who's who's been on the pod the whole time. The shout whole
1: time, Charles. Charles is he's he's uh, he's listening. He's he's taking notes um I told him for the future. For the next time he's going to be involved because he already has seen uh, a little bit of this year's basketball. So he's from starting this 2021 season. That's his his memory will be starting from then. So you can start asking him questions about who was the best player, right? Who's who he likes, the teams <laughs> that at the rookies you know- that's coming in.
0: You know what, by yeah. se- you know, by the time he's seven or eight, you're looking at like Luka Doncic. You know, Luka Doncic might just be that guy yeah, that's like at this his, point. That's like yeah. his Michael
1: at the time. Yeah,
0: he's like, and then there'll Yo, be Tra- another
1: one coming up in his in his yeah. era too.
0: He's like John Morant's obviously the best. No, Trey Young's obviously the best. Yeah, he's
1: all like what are you talking about? <laughs> Zion that's my boy. He came up the same time. It's like LeBron? <laughs>
0: overrated.
1: <laughs> LeBron? Is he the guy from Space Jam too?
0: There you go. Oh, See, that's God. that's how this generation's gonna remember him. Isn't that crazy? Oh,
1: that's that old guy in Space Jam. Oh yeah,
0: it's a guy that's yeah. balding, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> God, LeBron
0: James, man, ridiculous. Well, man. thank you so, thank you so much, Vincent. We really appreciate. Wow. Uh, thank you. Sure. Always, man. Always. Big thank you once again to everyone who was listening to this episode. Uh, we truly. Uh, put our heart into it in terms of the history of the Rockets, of 90s era basketball going all the way to today as well as the future. We hope you enjoyed that. Shoutouts to all the Houston-based podcasts that have currently been killing the game. We have SNT Podcast, Shots and Thoughts, always doing work, the homies, the bros, came on the Kobe episode, number 24 for you boys, we also have the Sports Trap Podcast, be sure to give them a listen, they dive into absolutely everything in terms of Houston sports, not just Houston Rockets, you got Rockets, Astros, as well as Texans, and anything and everything that is Houston related goes through that podcast as well there are tons of other h-town based podcasts out there just be sure to look all of them up And if not, you can find them on our our Instagram at some state of mind underscore pods. Be sure to give us a follow there. All of our episodes are currently up on the big three of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So be sure to give us a watch or a listen through there. And With this pandemic going on, please make sure you are washing your hands for 20 seconds. Make sure you are covering yourself up with a face mask mask, because even though we have the uh, vaccinations out... COVID is still around, and it's going to be around for a pretty good while. So make sure you are doing all of those things. Make sure you are taking care of yourselves, and most importantly, take care of each other. We'll see you guys next episode. And with that said, to the GM from the commissioner, we out.
2: The Summit. (laughs) Tung, tung, yeah.